Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming to learn. Uh, the first thing that uh, Baruch in his uh, first conversation with Avram Avinu informs him, presents him with his first Nisayin of Lech Lecha to take upon himself to make a pilgrimage uh, to Eretz Yisrael. And then later on in the parasha, Kaddish Baruch instructs Avram Avinu, Kum Hesalich Ba'aretz La'arko La'rachva to walk around the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael to see all of the land that he was going to inherit. Uh, the Gemara tells us in Baba Basra, at that time, he really didn't make, it's a machlex in the Gemara, we pass, and he didn't make a Kenyan on Eretz Yisrael at that time, but it was uh, laid the foundation, laid the groundwork for what would come later, uh, when Kaiser would later on uh, in history conquer uh, Eretz Yisrael. So in this week's parasha, while Eretz Yisrael is featured prominently, we don't really find a formal mitzvah necessarily to conquer or to move to Eretz Yisrael, but there perhaps is a source for this uh, later on in Parashas Masay, where the Torah tells us, V'hayrashtim es vishavtim ba." They do Shekanka the land uh, and settle in it. And the Ramban in his commentary on Chumash derives from here a Mrs. Asay uh, to conquer Eretz Yisrael and to live within it. The Ramban uh, is also critical of the Rambam. Uh, in his uh, collection of the Tariag Mitzvahs, the Rambam uh, fails to count this as one of the 613 Mitzvahs to conquer to settle the land of Eretz Yisrael. And the Ramban uh, has a list of mitzvahs that he believes the Rambam forgot, the Shechas HaEssen. So in Shechas HaEssen Dawid, the fourth mitzvah he believes the Rambam forgot was the mitzvah to conquer and to settle uh, in Eretz Yisrael. And the Ramban uh, claims, he seems, you know, from his language, uh, that he uh, understood this Pasuk really giving us two parts to this mitzvah. The first is, that's to conquer the land. And the second is, Vishavtimba. Uh, the second is to, uh, to dwell in Eretz Yisrael. And the Ramban claims that are, there are so many sources, aside from this Pasuk in Parshish Masih, there are so many sources which seem to indicate that, uh, that uh, Eretz Yisrael has an extreme importance and that there's a mitzvah to conquer and to settle on the land. He says you have to look no further than the chait of the Meraglim, the Meraglim who were Mosem Beretz Chemda, they refused the, the instructions of HaKadosh Baruch who sabotaged Kalisiel's plans in order to enter into Eretz Yisrael, uh, that they refused to conquer and settle on the land seems to be a significant Avera. Then the Ramban goes on uh, to quote from a Sifrei, in Parshas Re'eh, which tells Amayisib, Rebbe Lazar ben Shamua, Rebbe Yechonon HaSandlar, over here is Gimel, that they were uh, on their way to Nitzivim to learn by Rebbe Yehuda ben Beseir and Chutz Laretz. However, once they got to the border of Eretz Yisrael, Higidu L'Tzaydon, V'zachras Eretz Yisrael, they remembered the, uh, the great importance of Eretz Yisrael, Zachvoi Neim V'zugu Dimaiseim. So they began to, to, to cry, V'karo Bigdehem, they tore their clothes, and they quoted this Pasuk, V'rashim O'Yisav V'yishav Timba, the mitzvah to conquer, to live in Eretz Yisrael. And, uh, and, there, and at that point, they commented that Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael, Shkula, Keneged, Kola, Mitzvah, Shabbat Over here on the third line, that uh, living in Eretz Yisrael is in fact uh, equivalent uh, to, all of the, uh, the, uh, to all of the mitzvahs of the Torah. What prompted them to make that equation? I guess, oh, what prompted them to equate Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael with the rest of the mitzvahs of the Torah? You're right, but there are a few times Chazal equate certain mitzvahs. With all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, tzitzis is equated. School tzitzis can I call mitzvah Shabbat Torah? A few mitzvahs that seem to have. Uh, but you should ask the question every time: Why this mitzvah? Why this mitzvah? So I believe. So I believe that it doesn't mean that a person uh, who lives in Eretz Yisrael but doesn't keep the rest of the uh, Taryab uh, mitzvahs, well, is it, well, is better than Jews who are living in Chutzlars but are Shomer Torah mitzvahs. I don't think that's what it means. It doesn't mean that if you live in Eretz Yisrael, that kind of gives you, you know, a, you know, a, a pass. <laughs> for all of the other mitzvahs, because, well, I'm fulfilling yeshivas Eretz Yisrael. I think what it really means is that living in Eretz Yisrael impacts upon all of the other mitzvahs of the Torah. And it's really based on a comment that the Ramban has in numerous places in his commentary throughout Chumash. The Parshas told us, Parshas Achimah, Parshas Akev, the Ramban develops the principle that the primary place where the mitzvahs were meant to, to be fulfilled was in Eretz Yisrael. That's why he comments, even though the Ovis, 
a volunteer to perform the mitzvahs even before they were given. I don't know how this keeps coming up every week. But the volunteer to perform the mitzvahs even before they were given, uh, they only volunteered to do so in Eretz Yisrael. That's how he explains that Yaakov was permitted to marry two sisters, which uh, you know, would uh, normally have been prohibited. But uh, he only did so in Chutzlaretz, and even when he came back to Eretz Yisrael, Rachel died on their way back in. So he only fulfilled, uh, he only volunteered to perform the mitzvahs uh, in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlaretz. So the, the Ramban comments in Parshas Achrimois, in the context of the Gili Arayis, the Torah says, if we're not careful in Gili Arayis, v'taki ha'aretz oisam, that the land will expel us. Because Eretz Yisrael can't sustain people who are not living, keeping the Torah and the mitzvahs, because the whole, uh, the, the, the primary place where the mitzvahs are supposed to be kept is in Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban even comments in Parashas Ekev, Regarding the mitzvah of uh, tefillin and mezuzah, where the pasuk tells us, <laughs> "If you keep these mitzvahs, you'll have arichos yomim in Eretz Yisrael." What do tefillin and mezuzah have to do with Eretz Yisrael? So Rashi there comments that uh, the primary place, even to fulfill tefillin and mezuzah, is in Eretz Yisrael, even though it's not chayvus hakar, it has nothing to do with the land. Mitzvah atulius baaretz is a chayvus haguf, which you have to keep throughout the world. It sounds like we only keep it. Rashi even says so on Chumash, we only keep it in order so when we get back to Eretz Yisrael, we'll know how to fulfill the mitzvahs. But it sounds like the primary place to fulfill all of the Torah and the mitzvahs is in Eretz Yisrael. So perhaps that's what the Sifri means, that Shekula, Yeshiva's Eretz Yisrael, Kenega called Mitzvah Kula, means not that it's, if you live in Eretz Yisrael, you, you don't have to keep the rest of the mitzvahs, because, well, I'm living in Eretz Yisrael. What it means is, living in Eretz Yisrael impacts, it elevates the entire Jewish experience uh, of all of the mitzvahs. So Ramban clearly feels it's a mitzvah. Of course, the Ramban was no Doresh, no Mekayim. The Ramban himself, after his disputes in Barcelona, his debates, he was a persona non grata. He was no longer welcome in Spain. And then he immigrated, uh, he moved to France. And then ultimately, he said, why is he moving throughout the Goas? And he moved to Israel, as we all know, and he established the Ramban Shul. But the, the Ramban himself uh, fulfilled this mitzvah, that he uh, was the one who really promoted both in his parish on Chumash, as well as his commentary in the Sefer Mitzvahs, that there is a, a mitzvah to, not only to conquer Eretz Yisrael, but to live in Eretz Yisrael, these two parts of the mitzvah. And he quotes the Sifre as one of his, uh, one of his um, proofs to this concept. He brings another uh, source from the Gemara, where the Mishnah tells us in Mesef Tzuvus, Kovyut HaMibayz, that uh, in a marriage, either one of the spouses can uh, demand uh, that, their, uh, that their partner move to Eretz Yisrael with him. <laughs> okay, but you can't, and, and you know, just because one partner wants to leave, the other one doesn't, the, the other spouse doesn't have to comply. And, but, but if one wants to move to Eretz Israel, so he can compel the other spouse to move to Eretz It's not good for Shalom Bias, we don't recommend all this, but Medina, right, if uh, the wife refuses to go to Eretz Israel, her husband can refuse to pay her ksuba, is entitled not to pay the ksuba, she's considered to be a moiredes, and she's the, uh, the, uh, she's, she's the one who, uh, who's sabotaging the marriage because she's not keeping to her responsibilities of moving to Israel if they both uh, decide to do so, or if one wants to do so. Then the Mishnah continues, everyone can, uh, can demand to move uh, to Yushalayim also and compel their spouse to do so. Saramban says, how can you compel your spouse to move to Israel? must be that there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, and that's why uh, you can c- compel your spouse to do so. If there be no mitzvah, why can't I compel the spouse to move to Eretz Yisrael? That's one of the proofs that Ramban brings. If that's one of the proofs, it's in, an interesting thing emerges, and that is, well, one of the spouses compel the other one to move to Yushalayim. So does that mean there's a greater mitzvah to live in Yushalayim than the rest of Eretz Yisrael? So that's exactly the conclusion that the Sam Sefer draws over here in his Shuvah, Yeradeh, Asim Reish Lamadawin, that if one of the spouses, from the fact that one of the spouses compel the other one to move to Yushalayim, must be that living in Yushalayim is also a greater mitzvah than living in the rest of Eretz Yisrael. And the uh, Sam Sefer asks, ah, even though all of the tzaddikim who moved in the 1500s, the Beis Yosef, the Ariya Kodesh, all settled in Tzfas, 
He said the only reason they settled in Tzfas was because there was greater Talmud Torah at that time in Tzfas than in Yerushalayim. But Enoch Inami says that there was a greater mitzvah to live in Yerushalayim rather than Tzfas, and one should never confuse the, uh, you know, the, the unique importance of Yerushalayim with any other city in Eretz Yisrael. The Ksam Sefer is famous in his commentary on Chumash, the Teres Moshe, on Parashas Emor, that he writes that there was an earthquake in his lifetime in 1837 in Tzfas, and he, he the Ksam Sefer, claims that that was as a result of the fact that the city of Tzfas became, uh, they lost their, uh, their, their appreciation for the unique significance of Yushalayim, and therefore Kaddish Baruch kind of, you know, shook the ground in order to remind everyone that, uh, that Tzfas is different than Yushalayim. Okay, but this is one of the sources the Ramban cites, that you see from here that there's a mitzvah to live uh, in Eretz Yisrael, to conquer and to live in Eretz Yisrael. Another uh, source that this the Ramban does not bring, but it uh, seems to be apparent from the Gemara, is the Gemara says over here, Mesech, Lizgin, Chesim, Ebez, Amar of Sheshes, you can ask a Nochri to write a Shtar Mechira or to purchase a property for you in Eretz Yisrael, even on Shabbos. Why? It's Amir Lenochri, which is not, you're asking him to write a, sale, a document of sale to per- make a purchase for you. It's, uh, it's an Iser of Amir Lenochri, you might come to do it yourself. So the answer is, Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, go Gozer since we're dealing with the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, which is kind of like a mitzvah de Rabbim, this is not only benefits you, it benefits all of the Jewish people. So like if the shul, the lights go out, we can ask the guy to turn it on uh, because it benefits not only me, it benefits the entire, uh, you know, the entire shul, the entire tzibur. So whenever you have a mitzvah de Rabbim, you can ask an Achri to violate uh, an Isa for you. So, so over here, this is kind of like a mitzvah de Rabbim, or perhaps because of the unique importance of Yishivas Eretz Yisrael, that here we violate the normal principles that you can't ask an Akhri to do malacha for you. Here, even Bakom Mitzvah, here it is permitted. Bakom Yeshiva Seret Yisrael. Rashi there explains, Legarish Uliashiv Yisrael Ba. Sounds like either one. Either to remove uh, the non Jew from living there, to conquer the land, or uh, to settle on the land yourself. So that's the parallels, the two, uh, the two or echoes, the two parts of the Mitzvah uh, that the Ramban had. First, to conquer Eretz Yisrael, and then to live in it. What if a person purchases a property, in, according to the Ramban, there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, and a person purchases a property there, but he doesn't live there. There's such a thing going on, right? 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 We've heard of such people. So the Piskei Tshuva, now this should not be confused with the modern safer Piskei Tshuvos, which is in the last 15 years, a collection of uh, Shalos and Tshuvos. This was written about 100 years ago. A collection of Tshuvos, uh, it has, has come from them, it, the Imre Emes, so somewhere about, you know, about 100 years ago, has also uni- interesting discussions on Archaim. Huh? Who authored it? His name was uh, Peratuk, per, per, I forgot how to pronounce his name. Yeah. It's a small little safer okay. with his own interesting discussions. He quotes a lot of Geratira because he has, uh, has come from the Gay Rebbe, but he also has uh, other unique uh, halachic discussions. So, yes, this Shiloh. Near, what about a person who purchases a property in Eretz Yisrael? He doesn't live there. So he says, if you purchase it from a, an Arab, from a guy, so then you can, you're conquering Eretz Yisrael. That's a mitzvah, even if you don't live there. But he says, if you purchase it from another Jew, there was already a Jew living there, and you don't live there, so then neither one do you have. You didn't, you didn't conquer the land, and you didn't live there. We'll get to it in a second. And you didn't live there. So you have neither part of the mitzvah. Uh, anytime you, you're not displacing somebody, that person is... Oh, so I think you could argue if I purchase a property in Yushalayim, that's causing the person who lived there to now have to go settle in one of the Shtachim. 
either settle one of the shtachim, build a new home. So I think, so I think we could adjust what he's saying and say, if a person purchases a house, even if it's not from a guy, uh, an Arab, let's say he's uh, purchasing a, a new house that was never built before, and one of the you know community that didn't previously exist, that's also settling our itself, even if he doesn't live there. If he lives in Shalom and he's displacing somebody else, maybe he, that person is going somewhere else to live, and that itself encourages new communities to start. I think there's another argument, though. Not only is it not yeshiva Eretz it's Yisrael, it's, it's destructive to the economy in Eretz Yisrael, because what happens is that all of the foreigners are buying houses, and that uh, artificially boosts the real estate market, so much so that there are people who want to stay who can't stay because real estate is just so expensive in Yerushalayim. So I think, I think there's an argument to say that it is detrimental to the state of Eretz Yisrael that there are so many Anglos who purchase apartments. I think there are those who say that in Eretz Yisrael. It's not my, my Einfall. What? They make that same argument in New York and there's an old... Correct, but there's no, we don't have a, 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 an imperative to, to settle New York. We have an imperative to settle Eretz Yisrael. That now has millions of dollars in value in her apartment. So ah. some people are displaced, and some people are. are so, we, so the question is: Is this is this ultimately for the good, or is it not for the good? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. In a, I don't have the ability to assess that. But I think there's a good argument to be made on either either side. But but if a person purchases a property from another Jew and he doesn't live there, the Piskei Chuvas argue. The Piskei Chuva argues that he wouldn't be in fulfillment of a mitzvah. If he purchases a new house that didn't previously exist, then without a doubt he'd be in fulfillment not of the mitzvah of living there, but in the mitzvah of conquering of developing the land. Huh? And he built a new house. So before it was undeveloped, and he developed it. So that's, that's part of Yeshiva Saras Israel. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> Another source that uh, perhaps you see that there's a mitzvah of Yeshivas uh, in conquering Eretz Israel. Again, uh, the Ramban does not quote this, but he could have. It's over here the Gemara Menachas Oisid Aleph. Mar Menachas says that a person is only Chavim Mezuzah and Chutzars if he plans to be in a rental property for 30 days. If he plans to be there for 30 days, we can discuss another time. When does he put it up? Does he put it up day 30? Does he put it up day 1? Many are of the opinion he should put it up on the first day if he plans to be there for 30 days. But why, yeah, in order to be Chavim Mezuzah, you have to be there for 30 days. In Eretz Yisrael, you're Chavim Mezuzah even if you're there temporarily. Even less than 30 days, Chavim Mezuzah. And we paskin that way. Says the Gemara, why? Second line, Oisiralf Mishum Yishuv de Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean, Mishum Yishuv de Eretz Yisrael? So Rashi explains that it's Chazal, we're Machayev you in Mezuzah Midrabanan, uh, in order to help uh, encourage you to invest in the property and make it difficult for you to leave. Because you're going to have to pay for mezuzahs in this rental property. Once you're already invested in buying the mezuzahs, you're going you're to hesitate, or you might be tempted then to just say, forget it, I'm just going to stay, and therefore we'll encourage uh, you know, people to live in Eretz Yisrael. So this was a, a, a creation that Chazal made in order to encourage people, make it more difficult for them to, to transition out of Eretz Yisrael. That's how Rashi learns. Is this yeah? only rental property or also hotel? Rental, 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 rental. Hotel, you have nothing. Hotel, you have nothing. No, no. Hotel, you don't even have the right to stay there that night. If there's a gas leak, they'll kick you out. That's garnished. That's like a hospital room. Right, this came up in a previous show. Yeah, we've talked about it. We've talked about it in Erech Hatseris. Yes. Same, same is true by Mezuzah. Yes. But the Beis HaLevi <coughs> has a kuntris on Hilchastam. It's printed in the back of a safe for our parish on Chumash. So there he, see, he claims that the Ramam disagrees with Rashi in interpreting this Gemara. And he claims the reason why Yechayv and Mezuzah right away in Eretz Yisrael is because since it's a mitzvah to live there, so that elevates, that's, it gives it a certain importance that Yechayv and Mezuzah right away. And he says, this is his comparison, to the Gemara Masech, this Beitzah, that before a person separates Shumas and Maestris, all of the produce is Tevel. It's prohibited to eat it, it's a chorus. But you're allowed to snack from Tevel. 
You're just not allowed to have a meal from Tevel, even before you separate Shumas and Maisus. However, the Gemara says in Masech, this Beitz, I think it's the Flamadawan, that Shabbos is Kaivas. You cannot snack on Shabbos because since it's a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Kareshal Shabbos, Oineg of Oineg Shabbos, that endows it with a certain importance, that automatically labels it as a meal and not a snack, and therefore you cannot, uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot have, you know, that you, you cannot consume the Tevel under those circumstances. It's no longer a snack because it's on Shabbos, it's a mitzvah, it's a meal. There are some who say, Shari Chiva quotes one opinion like that, that if you have possible Bikisin on Shabbos, even a small amount, you have to wash and bench. Because since it's a fulfillment of a karasal or Shabbos oinig, that endows it with an importance, it's no longer a snack, it's a meal. And if you have a meal of cake, you have to wash and bench. So every cake you have on Shabbos is one opinion in Shari Chiva, we don't pass it that way, but that you have to wash and bench on that, uh, that piece of cake. This comes up Hilchasukas too. Because of course you can have a snack outside of the sukkah. Shari Chiva, though, quotes one opinion, say again, same one, one opinion. That uh, since if you have, a, let's say, a snack on Shabbos or Yantif, it's a fulfillment of Oynig Yantif, Oynig Shabbos, that endows with uh, more importance, and you can no longer eat it outside of the sukkah. You can only have a snack outside of the sukkah, Chalamoid, not on Shabbos or Yantif. Okay. So Sotu says to Beis Halevi, since it's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, that endows it with uh, significance, and therefore you have a mezuzah uh, right away. You see something from here parenthetically, which is significant, and that is, even if you're there for one day, according to Beis Halevi, you fulfilled your mitzvah of Yish of Eretz Yisrael. You're there for one day. That's a suffix that Morgan Avram has. Look back on Zion. Shulchan Aruch discusses, you're not supposed to take a boat trip uh, three days before Shabbos, because boat travel in the times of the Gemara was dangerous, and you would uh, ultimately have to be Machal Shabbos for Pikuach Nefesh, you shouldn't do so three days before Shabbos. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yes. Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, no. But the Gemara says, if you're going for the purpose of a mitzvah, you're allowed to even leave Thursday, uh, 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 Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then you're allowed to leave before Shabbos, you're going for the purpose of a mitzvah. What's considered to be a mitzvah? So the Shulchan Aruch says, in if you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, that's a mitzvah. And you can leave three days before Shabbos. The Magen Avram says, what if you don't plan on moving there? You're only visiting. So Magen Avram is not sure. He says, maybe if you just walk for Amos in Eretz Yisrael, in fulfillment of the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, because the Gemara says in Ksubis, over here, Kofi Rav Amad Aleph, Kol Mahalik Arba Amos Be'Eretz Yisrael, Muftech Lo Ben if you walk even four amas, seven feet in Eretz Yisrael, you're guaranteed a chelik and oilam if you do tshuva. If, Yishav, if being in Eretz Yisrael inspires you properly, then you're moved to a chelik and ben olam abah. He might, he might, but let's say he doesn't. Did he fulfill Yishav Eretz Yisrael? No. So the Magen Avram says, well, maybe if you just walk four amas, you fulfill Yishav Eretz Yisrael. Then the Magen Avram quotes another opinion, Yish Oymrim, um, uh, that it's only if you plan to move there then it's considered to be uh, a voyage for the purpose of a mitzvah, and you can leave right before Shabbos, so then you would be in fulfillment of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. You, you were in Eretz Yisrael. You visited. You, had, uh, you, you visited. Yeah, who contribute to the economy and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. It's a big part of Eretz Yisrael, the tourist industry. What's in it for three days? Four, four feet. You're ready to buy a Coke and, you know. Uh, yeah. For three days, traveling to Eretz Yisrael? If you just travel, do you fulfill the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael? No, 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 not to get on a boat for three days before Shabbos. You're not supposed to get on a boat three days before Shabbos, that's for the purpose of a mitzvah. The Shulchan Aruch says, if you're moving to Israel, that's a mitzvah. The Magad Avram says, what if you're not moving, what if you're just visiting? visiting? Is that a mitzvah? And he's not sure. 
No, no one's mechal Shabbos. What happened was, boat travel was dangerous. So there was a fear you might have to violate Shabbos because of pikuach nefesh. You're not supposed to put yourself in a situation like having elective surgery three days before Shabbos, even though on Shabbos you will have to be mechal Shabbos for pikuach nefesh because you had a surgery. You need to be mechal Shabbos. The question is, should you do that uh, three days before Shabbos? You're already supposed to be thinking about Shabbos. Why are you putting yourself in that situation if you have another option? So was the worry that the boat would get there Shabbos? No, no the uh, worry was the sea later. travel was dangerous. Uh-huh. So they might have to be Mechal Shabbos. So you're not supposed to do that when you're supposed to be thinking about Shabbos already. Oh. But if it's for the purpose of a mitzvah, you can undertake that. Oh. That's why I give Shalich mitzvah right? Yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. So Rav Zolti claims that this suffix of the, um, Rav Zal Zolti claims that this suffix of the Mugan Avram is dependent, dependent on Machlech, is the Ramam and the Ravid. Brilliant. Because the Pesach says in Parashat Hoshchanon, you're not allowed, and the Gemara Darshan Masechtas Vayitazar, you're not allowed to sell land in Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. Who doesn't keep, of course, the Sheva Mrs. B'nai Noach. What if he wants to pass through? Can I rent him a room? That's a machlaik, it's the Ramam and the Ravid. The Ramam writes in Parach Yud of Hilchas Havedis Kachav Malach Avav of Bismarck Yisrael Takifa Olehem and we're in control. Also, Lano Aniach Oivde Kachav and Beinani and Allah to allow them to live in Eretz Yisrael. Vafiu Yoishiv Yeshiva Sarai. Even if he's just there temporarily, Oiver Mimakom Lamakom Beschayra. He's passing through on business. He cannot stay here. And the Ravid says, "What? Why not? The only Easter is if he wants to live here permanently. That's lotitin lahem chania bekarka. If he wants to pass through, it's permissible." So said Rav Zolti. Perhaps they're arguing about this. Just the other side of the coin. If there's a mitzvah of yeshiva saret so even temporarily, then I can't allow the non-Jew to live there temporarily. Who's not going to commit it to keep the shav mitzvah b'nei noach? If it's uh, the mitzvah is only a permanent dwelling, so then by the same token, it makes sense that it should only be a permanent dwelling yeah, there also. Huh? Based on the Rambam. Hotel. If you own a hotel, you have to screen your guests. It's illegal, but whatever. He's yeah. saying that we don't accept going. Wow. I never heard of this Chumar. No. Yeah, wow. There's Rambam. We just read it. But uh, the Rambam is. But can say that everybody is accepting Shepherd. That's the Hetem Mechira, yeah. What? So Trump, President Trump comes? President Trump, what do you have to go there for? Uh, <laughs> unless you'll say that's not even a temporary settling. Because in a hotel, I could kick you out at any moment. You can kick a hotel, could kick you out for any reason. They have to provide you with a, a, you know, equitable lodging or refund you your money. Why, why can they kick, you make a contract, you give it a night deposit, you stay in a hotel. There's no issues, they can kick you out at any time. Of course they can. We got kicked out of a hotel four in the morning because of a some ghastly no look at the contract you have nothing garnished they can move you to a, a better equal a better room or refund you your money but they can kick you out every hotel look into it yeah that's a large discussion we've discussed in the past maybe yes maybe no that's what the Hatamahira is based on the assumption is that the Arab cook assumed that the Arabs are keeping the Shevim Mitzvahs been enough the problem is the Ramam says it's not enough just to keep them first of all that's debatable right they seem to have a problem with Ritzicha. But, but, but <laughs> the Ramam says in Hilkas Malachim, it's not enough to keep the Shevet Mitzvah B'nai Noach. They have to do so because Moshe Rabbeinu told us to do so, told them to do so. And many 
and that that's sort of cook claim, yeah, but that's that's uh, in order to but in order to allow them to buy an to sell, they just uh, you know they don't have to do it for Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a large discussion, the whole Hatamachira issue. What? I don't know if we want to enter into that every time you uh, it's a mamish the same issue. It's, it's an why interesting point, I never thought of it. Why is Ram Thailand Shem It's probably Moshe because then you're a Gertoshev, you can live in the land. But it's probably based on Moshe Tamu and No, it's based on the halach of a Gertoshev. If you're a Gertoshev, you can live in Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to have a grain until what's No, because he's committed to keeping the Shem Mitzvah. That's a whole concept of a Gertoshev. He's allowed to live there. Anyway, so it's a shy, it seems to be a Shiloh. I don't know. It's a good point. If, how, how long do you have to be there to fulfill the mitzvah? Let's focus on the positive aspects of it, right? So the Piskei Tshuva, again, has a suffix. He says, maybe if you're going to make a visit, maybe make it for 30 days. Because the Gemara says in Baba Basra, if you're there for 30 days, you have to pay taxes. If you're there for 30 days, you have a mezuzah. So he says, you're going to make a trip to travel to Israel. It's nice to make it, if you can, to make it for 30 days. Then already, perhaps, you, you fulfill the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. This is the opinion of the Ramban. And there are many sources that there's a mitzvah to conquer the land and to settle on the land, even in our times. However, huh? you go for 30 days, do you, on the other hand, uh, obtain a chov for leaving? Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you get you get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some they say some tzaddikim who never visited Eretz Yisrael didn't do so because they were afraid if they went it would be also for them to leave. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many said, many said. I don't know. Huh? No, it's a constant obligation. Of course it is. According to the Ramban, but look back. Taisvis on that Gemara Masechtas Ksubis Ois Gimel. Uh, right, Eino Noeg Bismanazeh. This mitzvah of uh, Komal Eretz Yisrael does not apply in our time. The Ikas Hakanas Drachim, unless of course Potosis in context lived during the Crusades, it was indeed very dangerous to travel in Eretz Yisrael in those days. But then, so it's Pikuach Nefesh. But then, Tosis goes on to quote Vahaya Omer Abenu Chaim, the Ach of Eino. We'll figure out how to read this in a second. Eino Mitzvah Lador Beretz Yisrael Ki Yesh Kama Mitzvahs Atulius Baaretz. There's so many mitzvahs that are that are Atulius Baaretz, which we're not going to be able to fulfill properly. The Eino Yochum Lizar Ben Velamad Aleim. So since we can't live in Eretz Yisrael while fulfilling the mitzvahs Atulius Baaretz, it's just too difficult. We're not equipped to do so. So the mitzvah no longer applies in our time. That's the statement of Reb Chaim Cohen. Uh, clearly, in disagreement with the Ramban, because according to the Ramban, there's a separate imperative aside from the other mitzvahs, hatulis, barats of Shemitah and Trumas and Maisus to live in Eretz Yisrael. Clearly, Reb Chaim Kohn does not believe that. Um, Reb Chaim Kohn seems to be espousing a position that the mitzvah of living in Eretz Yisrael is only as a, a means, a hechsha mitzvah, to fulfill the other mitzvahs, hatulis, barats, and that is. Uh, the impression you get from a Gemara Masech the Saita, which uh, we I'm sure we have come across uh, uh, um, in the past. The Gemara says Masech the Saita. One second, Oisid Dawid over here. The Gemara says, Why did Moshe Rabbeinu uh, desire so badly to enter into Eretz Israel? Was it to eat from the fruits? Was it to enjoy the wheat? Why did he want to come in? Uh, says the Gemara is only in order to fulfill the mitzvahs of Tulis Bar. So Kaddish Baruch said, That's why he want to come in. Will consider as if he performed the mitzvahs. But why did the Gemara say, the Meshachachma already asked, why did the Gemara say, he, according to the Ramban, he wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael because it's a mitzvah, it's an imperative, a separate mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. Why didn't he say that? So must be, the implication of this Gemara is it's not a separate mitzvah. In fact, it's only a means in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Tulis Baris, which is the impression you get from Chaim Kohn that Tais is quoted. So therefore, says Reb Chaim Kohn, he concluded, in our times we're not going to have the, uh, have the ability to fulfill properly the mitzvah of Tulis Baris, meet the Chumas HaMaitz, and everything goes along with it. So he said, uh, therefore, we don't have the mitzvah uh, in our times. Whether that would be true today, of course, is debatable. We can fulfill the mitzvahs in our times. So Reb Chaim Kohn, even if his argument has validity, the Marit claims that Chaim Kohn never says it. It was, it was a mistake in the Talmud who miswrote Toysvis. He writes in Marit on Kiddush and writes, uh, writes out this whole Toysvis. All right. Uh, but, 
But that's the two of the traces we have has it. But again, one could debate if that's true in our times. Maybe in our times we can fulfill the mitzvah to his barats, and therefore we shouldn't accept this, uh, this statement. Well, what kind of excuse is that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Unless you'll say that the only reason to go is to fulfill the mitzvah to his bars. And if you're not going to do that, then why are you going? It should be also an Easter to come to if you really... Correct, that's what he says, don't go. It makes sense if that's the whole way you define the mitzvah being there. It doesn't make sense. He's clearly disagreeing with the Ramban. Another, one of the Rishonim who clearly is dis- or has some disagreement with the Ramban, perhaps, maybe, or he perhaps has a disagreement with the Ramban, is the Rambam. The Rambam did not count the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, that's why the Ramban criticizes him in the fourth mitzvah, he forgot to count, was Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Why did the Rambam not count it? It's a glaring omission. So over here, Oisud Bey is the Megillah Sefer, which was a classical commentary from the 1600s on the Rambam, printed in every uh, se- uh, version of the Sefer Mitzvahs. He argues that it's because this mitzvah only applied during a specific period of time, during the time of Yeshua, there was a mitzvah to conquer Eretz Yisrael, that was not a mitzvah Ladairis. And even though there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, that's only in Bisman that we have a Beis Hamikdash. If there's no Beis Hamikdash, there's no mitzvah to live there. And he goes on that that uh, that in our times also one is not allowed to go to Eretz Yisrael because the Gemara says in Mesechtes Ksubis that the commenting the Pesukim in Shir Hashirim that Kadosh Baruch Hu was Hishbati Eskan Benoyis Yisraelim. He asked Benoyis Yisraelim to take three Shavuos. What were these three Shavuos? One of them was Shlo Yalu Bachayma. They will not uh, wage a war in order to build a wall around Yerushalayim and go up and uh, conquer Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, the Megillah Sefer says that this mitzvah no longer applies in our times. Uh, it only applies to the Zemach of the and now there's a Gimel Shvuas that prohibit us from, from doing it. And he says, he quotes that Sifrei, go back to that, the Ramban quoted those Amaroim who were traveling to learn by Behudu Ben Beseir. They got to the edge of Eretz Yisrael and they began to cry. So he says, why were they crying? If there's a mitzvah to be in Eretz Yisrael, they were crying because the mitzvah doesn't apply in our times. It only applies to So as they got to the border of Eretz Yisrael on their way out, they cried over Churban Beis HaMikdash because the mitzvah doesn't apply in our times. Rambam ended up there anyway. Huh? Rambam himself ended up in Israel anyway. He went back. He came and then he went back. He died in Egypt. He was, he was moved into Tveria later on. Why are they crying to Beis HaMikdash? Why is that a mitzvah to Beis HaMikdash? Well, because it obviously is in order to facilitate building a base Hamikdash and, and having the Karbonis. So so the problem is, of course, well, and this was, by the way, this was the position that was adopted in Minchas Aluza, the Minchas Rebbe. This was the basis, of course, of Satmar Rebbe's position in Vayol Moshe, which he explains uh, extensively. Their position was the mitzvah no longer applies in our time. Only Bismarck, the base Hamikdash Haikaim, at the times of Mashiach, who will come back, doesn't apply in our times. And in fact, it's prohibited to go up and wage a battle to conquer Eretz Yisrael because of the Gimel Shavuos. That was their uh, position in accordance with the Megillah Sefer. The Avnei Nezer um, uh, disagreed uh, with this uh, position of the Megillah Sefer, and he argues uh, convincingly that Ramam quotes many mitzvahs that only apply when we have a Beis HaMikdash. Many of the Karbanas we can only bring when there's a Beis HaMikdash, and yet the Rambam quotes them. The Rambam quotes the mitzvah to build a Beis HaMikdash. So the Rambam, if the Rambam only didn't count it because it doesn't apply, it only applies to the Beis HaMikdash Ayakayim, um, so then the Rambam should have counted it along with all the other mitzvahs that only apply when we have a Beis HaMikdash. So that argument he doesn't find uh, compelling. The other thing is, even though we have these uh, three Shavuos, not to wage a war, to conquer Eretz Yisrael, the Marasha and that Gemara, look in the bracket of the Marasha, says that only means we shouldn't wage a battle to conquer it and build a, a state in the land of Israel. But what about every individual who wants to go or has an imperative to go and live there? 
Marshal says, of course it's not a violation of the Gimel Shvuas. He says, well, Yisrael. Of course, everyone, individual, has permission to go into Ka- and live in Eretz Yisrael. So that also, even if the Gimel Shvuas should be understood in the way that the Megillah Sefer understood it, um, you know, as being a halachic uh, you know, requirement that we are not allowed, not just in a Gothic statement, we're not allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael, that shouldn't have any implication with regards to the individual. So, so why would the Rambam not count the individual obligation to settle in Eretz Yisrael? Conquering. Right. Right. So, so, but he argues if the Gimel now, now that there's a state, but yeah, but there was a Tzibur. Right. Right. But now it's an individual. But either way, this cannot be a basis, a reason why the Rambam didn't count it. Because even though maybe, let's say, the Gimel rules tell us we shouldn't go and conquer Eretz Israel in mass, that should have no implication with regards to the individual. Why didn't the Rambam count the individual obligation? So the Megillah Sefer's uh, explanation, at least in the opinion of the Avnei Nezer, is, uh, is, uh, is lacking. Even with regards to establishing a Medina in Eretz Israel, which even if one will assume that the Megillah Sefer was correct, that the Gemara Masechtas Ksubis prohibits us from waging a battle to go into conquer Eretz Yisrael, uh, there were those who felt that, that, uh, the, that the current Medina Yisrael is not a violation of the Gimel Shvuas. Already in the 1920s, the Or Sameach uh, penned a letter, which is, you can find it, it's printed in different form. of Kasher collected all of this in a sefer called Hatkufa HaGedayla, all the opinions of the Gedaylim about the uh, Gimel Shvuas. He quotes their letter from the Or Sameach, that Dar Samer said since in 1917, 1920, with the Balfour Declaration after World War I and the, the peace treaties that they signed, so they agreed, the Umas Ha'elam got together and agreed to give uh, a lot of certain portion of Eretz Yisrael to, the Jew, to, to Klal Yisrael on their own, um, so without waging any kind of battle, so then that, that, uh, that permitted us to then establish a state there, and it's not considered to be in violation uh, of the Gimel Shvuas, even though... Clearly, there were certain parts of the Umas Ha'elam who are not happy about that, right? Who would not have agreed, and then, notably the Arabs, right, who live there, were not happy about this, but they were outvoted. And in fact, uh, Kasha quotes one of the Rebbes at the time, uh, who said that this is the way things are supposed to go, he quoted a Zayar, that Eretz Yisrael will be taken away from the Ishmaelim by the Nitzrim, and will be given to us, that's why they're compared to the Chazir, because they'll be Machzer Eretz Yisrael to the Jewish people, uh, <clears throat> and in fact, he writes there that this was agreed upon at the Moetzes Gedolei meeting in 1936. Uh, the Agudas Israel that they agreed that this would be their policy, that the state of Israel, or, you know, this was, of course, 1936, but a settlement in Eretz Israel would not be in violation of the Gimel Shavuos. After World War II, there were those who made an additional argument, and that is that the Gimel Shavuos are all contingent one upon the other ones. And another one of the three Shavuos is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Mashbia Us, yes, not to wage a war to conquer it to show, but the Kaddish Baruch was also Mashbiyah the Umas Ha'elam, I'll be on the second line, they shouldn't persecute us too excessively. And there were those that argued, well, if they haven't kept their half of the bargain, so then we don't have to keep our half of the bargain either, and therefore, huh? You find it everywhere. I don't, I, I've seen it in too many places to pin it on one person, but it's, it's all over. It's rampant. <laughs> they say Rabbi Yisraeli said it, Rabbi Yisraeli said it, Rabbi Yisraeli said it, you see it all over the place. I think Chavetz Chaim was in the position like Rav Sameach, right? And because he totally put up his rope to move to He has a, I mean, if Rav Kasha's thing is reliable, he has there from Ger Rebbe, and uh, I mean, he, the Avnei Nezer clearly uh, was, was, uh, was in favor. Uh, so the Avnei Nezer claims that, in fact, the uh, arguments in the Gil's Esther do not hold water, and he argues that the Rambam does believe like the Ramban. There is a mitzvah 
uh, to live even in our times in Eretz Yisrael. Why doesn't the Rambam count it? So he claims it's a matter, an issue, a technicality of how the Rambam counts mitzvahs. Because the Rambam already counted it, he says, tacitly, uh, included in another mitzvah. Because the Rambam counts the mitzvah, hacharim tacharimim, to kill out the seven umos that inherited Eretz Yisrael. And now the Rambam counts that even in our times. It wasn't limited to the times of Yeshua. It applies even in, you know, in our times. So the Rambam quotes that mitzvah. So, so implicit in that, argues Avnei Nezer, is that, uh, well, you're not going to kill out the seven umos and then come back to Flatbush, right? You're going to kill out the seven umos and then presumably settle in the land. So one inevitably follows from the other. See, the Rambam has that elsewhere. He doesn't count that, what it, that which inevitably follows from another mitzvah. For example, the Rambam counts a mitzvah to build a Beis HaMikdash. He never counts the mitzvah to make the kalim in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Ramban asks, that's one of his shichas ha'esim, 34, why did the Rambam count the mitzvah to make the kalim? The answer is the Rambam never counts a mitzvah that inevitably follows from the other one. There's no mitzvah to build an empty Beis HaMikdash. It's obviously to build a kalim in the Beis HaMikdash to bring karbonus. So that which inevitably follows one from the other uh, the Rambam doesn't bother counting. So therefore, the Avnezer claims he, he agrees with the Ramban, there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. But then the Avnezer gets stuck. If there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, why didn't all the G'dayim throughout the generations all go? Of course, there were individuals who went, the Vilna Goyen went, the Ramban went, the other, uh, you know, Talmidim went. But why didn't all the great G'dayim go to Eretz Yisrael if it is indeed a mitzvah? So Avnezer has two Yishuvim. The first is, he quotes the Chuvah of the Maram Shik, who uh, was uh, writing to a Talmud. Huh? But, ah, but it wasn't always a Sakana. Tulsus lived during the Crusades. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, says, because he quotes the Truvin Maram Shik, who's writing to a Talmud who was busy fighting the reform in Europe, who wanted to, uh, it was a Rav, who wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael, the Maram Shik told him you're not allowed to. He says, if you're a Rav, you're teaching and fighting uh, the, 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 you know, the, uh, off the secular forces that are impacting the Jewish community. You're Isaac B'mitzvah and Chutzlaretz. You're not allowed to abandon one mitzvah to do another mitzvah. Isaac B'mitzvah, Potem in our mitzvah. So you're not, you're not obligated to go to Eretz Yisrael. So the G'daylim didn't go because they were needed in Chutzlaretz. That's where Chaim Moser quotes this in a letter to Rav Kook. It's printed in the Igris of Chaim Moser. Rav Kook lobbied him, you know, asked him to come to Eretz Yisrael. And Chaim Moser said, I can't leave my post in Chutzlaretz. So anyone who's being Marbet's Torah in Chutzlaretz, I have an excuse. <laughs> so anyone who's being Marbet's Torah in Chutzlaretz um, doesn't, have a mitzvah, doesn't have a mitzvah to go uh, to go to Eretz Yisrael. Because you can't give up one mitzvah to abandon one mitzvah to do another. But then the Avnezer says a different Teretz. Why all the G'dayim didn't go? Because the Gemara says in Masech Ksubis, Anybody who lives in Chutzlaretz is as if He's worshiping Avodah Zarah, as if he doesn't have another god. He has another god. Why should he have another god? Why is it Avodah Zarah? So the Avnezer claims that it's because the Gemara says in Masech Tainis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, provides Parnasa in Eretz Yisrael directly. In Chutz Aretz, it's through the medium of another Malach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't do it directly. As the Pesach says, watches over more carefully Eretz Yisrael than the rest of the world. So in Eretz Yisrael, your Parnasa is provided Dafka by the Rebbein Shalom, and Chutz Aretz not so. So perhaps, says Avnezer, the only mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael is when your parnasah is coming from the land, from Eretz Yisrael. The mitzvah might even not be to live there. The mitzvah is to earn your parnasah, to develop, to settle the land. Some cipher claims the only time we have a mitzvah of Asafta Deganecha, over here in Masech Sukkah, 
to live in Eretz Yisrael, the Asafta the Ganach, I'm sorry, to a mitzvah to earn a parnas is in Eretz Yisrael. There there's a mitzvah to earn, uh, you know, to work the land. Vasafta the Ganach. There's no mitzvah to Vasafta the Ganach. There's no mitzvah to work the land. We have to all get by. If you have to work in order to get by, then fine. The mitzvah, Vasafta the Ganach, of earning a parnas, being a mitzvah, is only in Eretz Yisrael, where you're developing the land in the process. So it says Avnei Nezah that Tzadikim didn't go because even though they would have been provided their Parnassah from Chutz Laaretz, if your Parnassah is not coming from Eretz Yisrael, you're not in fulfillment of the mitzvah. It's only if your Parnassah is coming from the land, not if it's coming from Chutz Laaretz. So that's why many of the great Gedolim didn't go. The whole purpose of moving to Eretz Yisrael is to have this unique relationship with the Rebani Shalom, that my Parnassah is dependent upon him. That's how perhaps we get out of that Gemara in Saita, which is very bothersome, right? Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, why do you want to go? The mitzvah of is Baretz. What about the mitzvah to be there? What about the mitzvah to uh, independent imperative to be in Eretz Yisrael? So perhaps we could suggest, according to what Avnei Nezer is telling us, is that the whole purpose of Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael is to have an intense relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom. Moshe Rabbeinu already had that. Moshe Rabbeinu was pe'al pe'al daberbo. He didn't need to go to Eretz Yisrael to have an intense relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's why Hashem said, what do you want to go there for? To have a more intense relationship with me? We already have an intense relationship. No, the mitzvah hatuli is baretz. That's what you're concerned about. Fine. Ma'onei olechem kilu asisim. So that's the way the Avnei Nezer interprets the Rambam. But yeah? Isn't the clear read that it's obvious that he wanted to settle the land? I mean, that's the obvious thing. Why do you want to go? It's obvious that he wanted to say It would have been nice for him to say that. Before. According to our body, it would have been better if that, the Gemara said that. It reads that way. It reads no, it doesn't read that way. Because why are you asking why you want to go to... Uh, why do you want to put on Tefillin for? It's a mitzvah. One is clear. He's saying, also, I also want to be able to yeah. do those other things. You could fetch it in. Okay. okay. Um, well, you're, you're, I think everyone would agree that if you oh, own an apartment so and you visit, you're contributing to the economy. You're paying property taxes. All this contributes to the economy. Yes, so the Amnesia was living at a time they didn't have such a sophisticated economy. Even children who are being supported by parents in Eretzel are probably in fulfillment of the mitzvah. They, all con- they contribute very heavily to the economy, right? They're big spenders. Right, so it's, oh, it's very good for Eretzel that they're there. No, but they, they would have had uh, Pekalok sent from Kutzlar. Bringing in people to the economy rather than taking out from Eretzel. Right, right. Another possibility within the Rambam, though, is that uh, perhaps the Rambam, not like the Avnei Nezer, that the Rambam doesn't necessarily believe there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't count it, after all. But perhaps the Rambam believes it's not an obligation, but it is, if you're living there, you are in fulfillment as a mitzvah. So it's known, that's where, that was Ramesh's position over here, Oisit Tess. It's what he calls a mitzvah kiyumis. There's no obligation to do it, but a person who lives there is in fulfillment of the mitzvah. Because even though the Rambam never writes that there's a mitzvah to go there, the Rambam says over here, Perakev Hilchus Malach Malachates, also Lutzes me Eretz Yisrael You can't, if you're there, you cannot leave. Unless it's to get married, unless it's to learn Torah, or a person can't make a parnasa there. But other than that, once a person's in Eretz Yisrael, not allowed to leave. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, by the way, over here in Hilchus Chalamoid of all places. Shulchan Aruch says, you're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael the tile to go visit, traveling. So those who live in Eretz Yisrael, that's why there are many tzaddikim who won't even go traveling outside of Eretz Yisrael because it says in Shulchan Aruch, you're really not supposed to leave even the tile to go uh, traveling if you have a reason to leave for Parnassah, to meet, meet people, whatever you have to do, then it's permitted. But for no reason, gratuitously, you're not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe claims the Rambam felt it's not an obligation to do it. That's what he doesn't quote in the Minyan HaMitzvahs. But it, a person is in fulfillment of a mitzvah if he, uh, if he, uh, if he lives there. Just we'll conclude, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll conclude. The first thing, uh, you know, that is mentioned in the Torah, Rashi says, 
is what is uh, is. Uh, as, uh, why did Kodesh Baruch Hu begin? Why did the Torah begin with a Kodesh Elohim? In order to teach us, Koyach Masav, Higile Amoy, to teach us that Eretz Yisrael is ours. That's the first thing that's mentioned in the Torah. The first thing that Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Avram Avinu, What's the first thing Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Yitzchak? And Parash has told us, he says, First thing Eretz Yisrael, first thing Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Yaakov, their first conversation, is going to be yours. The first thing a Kaddish Baruch Hu says to each one of the others, the first thing that's mentioned in the Torah is Eretz Yisrael. So even though the Ramam doesn't count it, perhaps, in the form of Minyan HaMitzvah, to suggest that this is not, you know, uh, some high priority in our list of priorities as far as, uh, as uh, you know, as uh, what, what the Torah and the Mitzvahs are all about would be in denial of, uh, you know, we're miss, missing out on a lot. So whether or not it's mentioned in the, the Minyan HaMitzvahs, whether or not it's a Mitzvah Chiyuvis, a Mitzvah Chiyumis, is clearly <laughs> something that is meant to be a priority. Uh,